Welcome, everybody, to another podcast exclusively here at the amazing Hawaii Comic Con. I, of course, am G Money. I am joined by uh, my partner in crime over here, the one and only horror aficionado, Gannon, is in the house as well. We're also joined by a very, very talented, talented artist, uh, Mr. Paul Azaceta, is here as well. Uh, wasn't that good? That was you just good. learned it five yes, seconds ago. Good good a very talented, uh, very talented artist. Uh, he has worked on uh, Punisher Noir, which was awesome, um, uh, and now he's working on uh, an amazing. He's a, he's a, a collaborating on an amazing book, Outcasts, and uh, and now. It's actually gone to TV. Go figure. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. Well, listen, Paul. Uh, I know you ain't got much time. We'll try and uh, we'll try and uh, basically, you know, kind of uh, streamline this a bit for you. So, I've asked every artist that I've had on this show your your craft. Um, was this something that was harnessed as a youngster, or was this something you found later on in life? Uh, well, I mean. That's a very generous word to give craft to what I do. But uh, what I, uh, I I've always I always drawn. I've always loved comic books ever since I was uh, able to read. So whatever the age that was, uh, hopefully just same as everyone else and not not too late. You know, right, right. I'm a normal developing boy. <laughs> and uh, no, I, I always loved comic books and uh, I always loved drawing. It was always something that I always wanted to do. So so as far as developing my craft or whatever you want to call it, my art. Um, it was something that I always strive for. I mean, I still don't feel like I'm quite there yet, or I'm always, it's a continuing process. Uh, but it was something I ever did since I was little, and, and I just kind of stuck with it. And, and thankfully, so far, it's been paying off. What was, uh, when you had gotten your first gig as a comic book artist, uh, was that, uh, uh, what was it, number one? And number two, how was it, was it an exciting experience for you, or... Did it change your mind about uh, comic book, the, the mainstream of comic book media? Or? No, no, I mean, uh, it was definitely an amazing experience. I mean, like, it was something that, like I said, like, ever since I was little, I wanted to do. So I, uh, when it finally happened, like, I finally actually got a paying gig. It, it, it was like, it was, it was like my dream come true in a lot of ways. Oh, and great. It, so it was pretty amazing. It was actually uh, Captain Marvel for uh, Marvel Comics. Wow. It was, my, it was my first. It was, so it was weird that that ended up being the first thing. Uh... But uh, but it was it just so happens that that I don't know whatever circumstances happened that uh, I knew some editors I, I was constantly bugging them about work and this and that and finally uh, they, they they gave me a shot and it, and it was pretty amazing I mean it changed my mind in, in the way that it's 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 even more work than I thought it was uh, you know starting out uh, trying to get the work in you know trying trying to do it, but like doing monthly books and doing sure. that kind of thing hitting deadlines or something some and, until you until you're in it until you're in the trenches doing it, it you really don't understand it <laughs> i've and, asked i've asked i've asked independent comic book artists and mainstream comic book artists yeah. uh is it more difficult to work under the pressure of uh of a deadline or making your own deadlines to yeah. meet those to meet your actual deadline? yeah i mean it, there's definitely pros and cons to both uh <laughs> sometimes you think like oh no deadline would be great but then it, it's really you you need that pressure on top of you to kind of, kind of force you in a way to like get the work done because if not then you could just kind of noodle around and and, and you could kind of like never be sat- I mean you're, you're never satisfied with your own art or your own your own uh, you know work in, in story wise or, or whatever it is so if you don't have that deadline you could really start just noodling around and just playing around or trying to perfect it trying to perfect right. it and never actually so deadlines are great to forcing you 
to just kind of like let go and just like this uh, I finished the page or finished the issue or it and I just let it go there's no time to like go back and correct all those 8,000 mistakes that I could see and, <laughs> and, and, and all that stuff so so every time you turn a page and you look at your art you get yeah. mother yeah. oh they, yeah I, I <laughs> I, 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 I always tell people I'm, I'm really happy that there's other fans of my work and other people come up and enjoy it because I'm not a fan of my own work. Uh, it, it's horrible. Like all I all I see is the mistakes. I mean, I, I think you ask any artist that's uh, you know worth their salt or or, or, or you know pretty good uh, that they, they they feel the same way because it's, it's it's an evolving process of like trying to get better and trying to work. So you you, you those mistakes really kind of haunt you because you're trying to do this perfect thing that just never it's never going to work you know what i mean so right you have, to, you have to resign yourself to that but at the same time uh it, it, it's what you strive for so so when you see even even the littlest mistakes and the little thing you're like oh man i wish i could have you hear that audience he's chasing perfection yes. it <laughs> well no, i'm nowhere near it but, <laughs> well, but that's but, what i strive for well i tell you what we are big fans uh, uh of your work uh the man behind the camera that came to ask for the interview he is a huge fan of your work oh well thank uh, you um now you have you're now you're delving into the realm of collaborating, uh, and actually your your work is being put onto the uh, onto the screen. Yeah, what's that like? Number one. Uh, well, I, it's it's really a whole new experience, it's a whole different thing that that uh, I'm kind of like learning about as I'm doing. This is the first time uh, anything of mine has really been adapted. I mean, there's been other stuff I've done before that's been like. Uh, you know, bought kind of rights of, or this, but nothing like got past like that pre-developing stage or whatever. So this is the first one that's really got to this point where it's actually going to be on TV. It's going to be on all that stuff, and, and seeing what they're doing with it, it's really, it's it's amazing. I mean, like, uh, there's a lot of people. It, it's funny because like it's, it's uh, me and Kirkman are doing the book, so it's really just me and him, and then we have uh, our colorist uh, Elizabeth Brettweiser, who's amazing right. and stuff. Uh, but um, who comes in and like makes everything look awesome, but uh, it's really it's a lot of it like me and Kirkman just kind of sitting down and figuring stuff. So it's just, it's just two minds kind of coming, you know. So so when you adapt that to like a TV or something like that, when you have like fifty, a hundred people on set mm-hmm. and all this stuff, so all these people are kind of focusing on the one thing. It's really interesting to see all of them bringing their own kind of ideas, their own their own uh, skills and talents and their own stuff, you know, like even like Patrick, the the main guy playing Kyle, seeing what he's doing with the character and stuff, right. something that lived in my head and I try to capture on the paper, but like I have it like in my head and seeing someone else kind of just take that sure. and, and do that kind of their interpretation of it or try to capture what I, it, it's really, it's, it's weird and also awesome at the same time. Wow, that is amazing. So listen, the next question I'm going to ask, before I ask it, I have to look around first. I have to look around. Okay. Okay. Everybody think, dies at the end. I think, no, I think oh, okay. the coast is clear. Uh, working with Robert Kirkman, is he a diva? He? <laughs> I can't say publicly. I, I, he, he made me sign a non-disclosure. No, no, I'm kidding. No, he, he, he's actually, um, in, in all honesty, like, I've known Kirkman for, for years. Like, we run in the same circles for many years. Uh, we had the same friends. We weren't necessarily, like, best of friends ourselves, but, like, we knew... We had mutual friends when this and that, and you know, and we even talked about like possibly working together before uh, Walking Dead blew up uh, and all that stuff. And he did all that stuff. So we always like. He's a kinda, huge fan of your work, by the way. From uh, what I understand. Is he well, not? yeah. I mean, hopefully he likes what I'm doing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he was a fan of my work, you know, and and vice versa uh, for many years. And we knew we knew each other. So, um, 
seeing what happened now with like you know whether it's Walking Dead and whatever there's all the success he's had I, I, I can tell tell you for a fact that knowing him back then and knowing him now he's like the same guy the only thing now is he has money so he, <laughs> he, he can kind of blow off more things you know, like, he has not, he's not you know because he's like screw you I'm rich I don't need to right. do well, I don't need to do that I don't need to do this so like but besides that like but even back back in the day like he was always like kind of a curmudgeon that way it's just that now he actually has the clout to like you know, not have to do those things, and uh, right. but he, but he's a super nice guy and and awesomely collaborative. Like it, it's really great, like uh, working on scripts with him and so or like when he gives me the script, I should say, um, because they're 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 great in that they're not uh, super specific. They let me they give me a lot of room to like play around with sure. things and do this and that. And, like he he loves like me bringing things to the table too, and like so it doesn't never feels like I'm just like hampered by like this. Uh, you feel like you're part of the process. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I am part of the process. You know, he, he he makes it he makes it that way, and and it's really great working with him. And 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 I can say he's a super nice guy. I, w- I wish I actually had stuff like dirt to to tell. Him. <laughs> Doggone but, it, man! But he he's, he's actually 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 it's quite nice guy. You know, I, I figure when you see him walking around the convention floor and he's just in shorts and slippers and he's just hanging yeah. out looking at yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I, I saw like, him again. wipe sweat off his forehead with a fifty and just throw it in the trash. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, besides that kind of stuff. No, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying like he he does have he does have more money now. Uh, but that's another thing. But, he, but still, t-shirt and, and short t-shirt and jeans kind of guy. Like he doesn't even like. I even tell him sometimes like, why don't you get some nicer clothes? I mean, like you have, don't you have money? I, I, I saw him in like one time in a. He was uh, actually in like I think it was a tux for uh, some wa- Walking Dead uh, premiere thing. Whatever. That. I was like, oh, I was surprised. Like, holy crap! You actually own like a tux. Or, <laughs> Yeah, I, I swore he was gonna wear like that T-shirt with like the tux painted on or something That's like that. You great. know, like so. So yeah, he's a really cool down there, guy. Well, listen, before we let you go, I got one last question for you. It has to deal with your your newest project with him, Outcast. Yeah. It is. Uh, they've screened it here at the con. Yes. Um. Uh. The first the, the pilot episode. Um. Now, for those that may not be familiar with it. Um, where in the comic book uh, we, we should we start at number one? Are there are there already key issues that we should be reading to get uh, more involved in this story? Or? Yeah, I mean, I, I can hear you still. Go right ahead. That, uh, yeah, I'm definitely starting with number one. It, it's uh, 18 issues are out now, so it's, it's not it's not the huge uh, catalog that is Walking Dead or his other books or, or Invincible that has like over 100 issues or like that. So this one, this one, you can definitely start from number one. First couple volumes are out. Uh, I think the third one, either just coming, out, just came out, or it's coming out soon. Or, but either way, like, so, so you have all that. It's not a lot to like get through. You could definitely do that. Um, and I mean, the, the show is actually going to stand on its own too. Like, so if you ever, so you, you could also just do that. You, you don't have to like get prepared with the comic necessarily for the show. I think Kirkman is doing a really great job of making uh, both things kind of work independently as well as like match in in tone and, and, and feel and, and, and basically be the same story but like you know like be, be be its own thing so like so fans of the comic book are not going to get bored watching the tv show knowing exactly what's going to happen and vice versa good so so you know uh i would encourage anybody who watched the show though to to pick up the comic book cause, a- absolutely because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm all about the comic book so like I, you know, <laughs> right, i'm right. happy the show's there but for me it's just a big commercial for the comic book. right right uh, you can uh check out uh, uh outcast it'll be hitting uh cinemax very soon yeah cinemax uh, june 3rd june which, 3rd which is which is a friday they do their shows on fridays so and, and it'll be uh 10 episodes Right, and I'll just go every Friday after that. Fantastic! You know? And where can we find you? Are you on social media anywhere? Where can we find uh, you? Me, I, I'm I'm terrible at social media. I'll say that now. Me but too. I do have. I, I am on Twitter. 
and, and I'll post on there, which is just my name, at Paul Zaceta. Okay. And uh, Tumblr, which is the same thing, just my name. Uh, so I have a Twitter and a Tumblr, basically, that, that I do uh, pretty pretty regularly. You know, <laughs> I, I'm terrible at social media, but... Uh, but I, but I try to do that, so you can find me there pretty much online. Well, sir, you are a very talented artist. We are so happy uh, to have had you on the show. Uh, thank you for uh, uh, just bringing that liveliness to comics with your art. Appreciate that very much. Uh, and uh, thank you for stopping by the Nerd Watch, by the way. Yeah, no problem. We certainly appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Azaceta, uh, the man behind uh, what you'll be watching on Cinemax and reading in the comic books. You can find it at Maui Comics and Collectibles. Outcast is currently available. Um, and uh, right before I go, Paul, uh, again, you have any questions for Paul before we leave? We covered everything. We, I think we covered okay. everything pretty well. That's it. I'm all good. Uh, you're all good. So listen, guys, uh, Paul Azaceta, check him out. Uh, he's on Twitter and Tumblr under his name. He's not hiding anything. Not hiding uh, anything. Not, nothing at all. So Nerdwatch, uh, we'll be back with more interviews uh, right here live from the Comic-Con floor at the Amazing Hawaii Comic-Con. So until then, aloha. Aloha.